on this episode of Don't Evolve Me, Jake does nothing for his cold open. Anyway, welcome to Don't Evolve Me. We have a great show for you tonight. We got Michael Schumer here. We're doing our 2023 wrap-up show. And I ended up just making kind of like a award show type format where we just talk about the best games, best shows of 2023. And yeah, that's basically it. I had a cold open for you guys. I tried to do it and I feel like I had to be excellent. So I'm going to work on it for season two because I was like, you know what? I'm going to sing for this award show. I'm going to put music. And yeah, it just got to a point where I just couldn't really do it and eh. Either way, we had a great show. Check it out. What are the best games? What are the best movies of this year? Stay tuned. All right, let's get to it. Cue the music. Welcome to Don't Evolve Me, the place. Like Ash, Cushions, Pikachu, we don't evolve. We just level up, and welcome to a special episode of Don't Evolve Me. This is the last one of the year. Round of applause, everybody. And with us. Ooh, I should do a, I should do a category for this. Uh, Best guest this year. And the nominees are. (laughs) Well, nominee number one for sure is Michael Schumer. Hello, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you know, it, it's weird. I literally that that thought just popped in my head. I haven't had the thought. I have no idea who who I would even pick, nor would I even want to put that choice. Guest of the year. It's a good time. We, it, you know, it's always a good time being on. Don't involve me. It is, it, man. I, you're like the first person I thought of for this episode. So I'm just honored. I I didn't know what to call this episode at, at first. Um, because, you know, I wanted to, at first I was like, it's going to be the 2023 wrap up, but I'm like, that's boring. Very boring. The nerdathon. The nerdathon. And then at first I'm like, you know, we could just call it the Demis. The de- Oh, but, but the, the, here's the problem with that though. It sounds cool. But we already have a name for the Demi, which is Don't Evolve Me Mini Episode. And it's a little too on the nose. You like, I don't know, I'm trying to think. Oh, 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 I have it, I have it. So I just want to welcome everybody to the 2023 Demas. Demas. <laughs> the Demas. The Don't Evolve Me Award Show. Award Show. Woo, shit. <laughs> what does that mean? Absolutely nothing. It, we're, I'm, it just means I'm picking what I think is the best of the year. It's just, it's our 20, 2023 wrap-up before we go on a little bit of a hiatus. So, yeah. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Michael. So, Michael, Michael's going to be our guest for the – or not our guest, our host of sorts. Our <laughs> uh, nominee award winner or – <laughs> it is late here on a Sunday night. I am ready for that. <laughs> but no, Michael here is going to be announcing the awards, and I will be answering the question: Who wins the awards for the Demos? 
And if Michael thinks I'm wrong, he's going to tell me I'm wrong. Okay. And I've had a few other people on here for this episode. Um, we're supposed to have Brandon, but he's a little too... Uh... <laughs> I don't even know if I want to say it. <laughs> it, it was going to be nice because I was like, I wanted to know like how much pushback I can get for some of these. And he was like the main one for like one particular category. Because he played... He pl- uh, I already ruined it. But uh, yeah. Anyway. Should we move on? Yeah, we shall. We shall. All right. Well, welcome, Michael. So for show me your socks, show me your wares, or tell me your socks, tell me your wares. Just switch you know, it up for season two. I don't got much of uh, socks or clothing, but I am looking at this baller little Spider-Man plushie I got like years Ooh. ago. <laughs> it, nice. was, it fit the vibe when I was played through the first one. Nice. And Miles Morales. Oh, you played through Miles Morales and Spider-Man? I haven't beaten. I, I got it. I this I haven't played it in like two three weeks now. Okay. I played Alan Wake too, but uh, I started going through that. That's a good game. We should talk about that. Uh, we don't have to. Yeah, 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 there, yeah. But, but I definitely think you would love it. Um, okay. Anyways, but no, it's a. Uh, I got. Uh, I was got like halfway. I think I'm probably about halfway through the story. The thing oh, is, Spider Man or Miles Morales? Miles Morales. I already beat the first okay. Spider Man. I didn't nice. do any of the DLC. I was just like, eh, <laughs> I'll watch the video on it and I'll mm-hmm. play through Miles Morales. It's I've heard the second one's just so good. I haven't played it yet though, so I'm trying to like catch up. Catch up. The second one. Yeah, we've been we've been eating as gamers this year. It's been probably one of the best years in gaming that I can remember in a long time. That is definitely a category for me. That's like I'm. It's hard for me to like really judge it, mm-hmm. which is why I was hoping Brandon would be here to. Oh, I can help, brother. <laughs> oh, you, I know you can help. You can help. <laughs> But I know between the three of you, we, we would have had a cover. But that's okay. We'll go through with the two of us. We got this. Um, I got – so I have a rule where I don't buy myself stuff in December because I feel like when I buy myself things, people like – like I will – I'm very open with like what I want for gifts. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just like, oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. And the thing is I don't even do it for like the purpose of like people will hear it. I'm just – pretty open with like oh that'd be cool to have that you know Mm. but here's the thing like if i'm really open like one year i was really really open on the nerf swords that i have Mm -hmm. really really open it was like telling people like that's what i wanted it was only 20 dollars nerf swords i don't know why i didn't just buy it probably because i didn't have money i was a college (laughs) kid at the time um but like one year it was like the week before christmas me and my friend TJ bought Nerf swords. And then me and my other friend Brian exchanged gifts and we got each other Nerf swords. <laughs> and then me and my girlfriend exchanged gifts and she got me Nerf swords. So I got, <laughs> and like each Nerf sword was like a, the pair. Dude, you can make the Iron Throne. <laughs> swords. The CBT like each... pipe and that'd be uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up giving up one of my swords away, and they actually that person gave it back. But I remember like giving like a pair of swords away because I had so many. You're just like I, I, I literally. But I. So anyway, that's a tan- side tangent of like I don't. That's the rule why I don't have a gift or I have uh, no buying myself things. But I ended up buying myself a thing. And I got myself a Martian Manhunter Pop Funk. 
Ooh. It was for like bad. three bucks. It was like three bucks on Target. And I'm like, you know what? I don't think anyone's going to get this for me. Uh, yeah, literally, it's an underrated DC hero. I haven't watched, read much Martian Manor stuff, but he's a vibe. He's he's a vibe. What does that mean? All right. I just like, he's just like, I love his character design. <laughs> I like Better Martian Manhunter. He's like, he's chill. He's uh, logical, thought provoking. You know, he's like the member that, like, if every, like, all the temperatures are hot and heated, he's like the character that grounds you. Yeah. Yeah. This was his niece. Was it? Was she Miss Martian in the Young? Oh yeah, Young Justice. Yep. Yeah, she was one of my favorite heroes too. So yeah, like I, from that show, I haven't seen it in oh, a long yeah. time. But from what I remember, leaving off at, she was awesome. She's one of the best characters. I think. Ooh, Young Justice would be a fun show to review once it, like, if it ever comes back. But that show also fell off a few ways. I'm still gonna. I'm still waiting for the last season of Teen Titans, but I guess I'll just probably be dead before that ever happens. <laughs> probably. Yeah. So sad. All right. <laughs> hey, I got my Young Justice uh, season two cliffhanger fulfilled. We got a season four cliffhanger, and that's probably where it's going to be left at. But you know what? I'm okay. We got one of the Teen Titan Young Justice shows answered. Yep, man, I, I gotta think... watch the last season that they did end up doing. It's 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 okay. That's about it. The animation, like the story, is fine, but it definitely like dips a little bit. It's start, it's starting to dip. Rip. All right, rip. What are you nerding out on? Last of 2023. Let me think. Here. What do you got? You already talked about it too, Alan Wake too. Oh god, that game is so good, dude. That game, it's like, have you ever watched Twin Peaks? Mm -mm. It's just a very surreal. It's surreal, yeah, surreal, right? Yeah, very surreal and cerebral, and like you're constantly kind of guessing. The first one was really cool and out there, but it came out like 13 years ago, so it's kind of eh now. But this one just takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah. But that's pretty good. I've started playing Red Dead Redemption 2 for the first time ever. Right, really? Uh, yeah, on my Ooh, Steam Cowboys. Deck. Yeah, that's a good... At first, I didn't really get it. But, like, now I kind of... I don't know if, like, that makes sense. Like, I was like, what do I do? And I was like, okay, I guess I'll just... No, I get cowboy. that. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I really get that with when it comes to video games. It's like, sometimes it takes you a while to get into the game and kind of get adjusted. Especially if you're... I feel this because maybe it's because neurodivergent, mm-hmm. you know, ADHD, and you're very much in the same track of that too. Like, I think maybe that's because I feel that for Baldur's Gate three, which we'll talk about later on. I need to play um, that game still. That's a game that like I know it's good, but I'm like I'm having a hard time getting locked in. Yeah, you know? that's what, when you do though. That's what like what's kind of fun about those games. I was like, you'll be like, I don't know what to do. You just kind of keep pressing through long mm-hmm. enough, and you figure it out. I think the thing that's tough is like game design wise. For I'm gonna nerd out on this if I got uh, a few yeah. minutes from a platform here. Uh, game design wise, it's so interesting to compare something like Red Dead Two and Tears mm-hmm. of the Kingdom. It'd probably be more appropriate to compare it to Breath of the Wild, but I'm gonna say Tears because like tears of the kingdom just because of the visuals of it you Mm. know what to do you're like okay there's a giant glowing tower there let me go check that out Mm -hmm. but red dead 2 is a lot more it's more realistic so it's like more subtle and like 
like oh there's mm-hmm. a campfire raising it's like oh i should probably go check that out now like i didn't really catch some of that stuff at first but now i have been or like naughty dog does a really good job of it like where are you supposed to do where you're supposed to climb they'll like paint it bright yellow yep mm-hmm. and they they will like and over time they'll flat will just tell you where to go but through like just the the colors you can figure out where to go and it's very subtle you don't notice it but your brain will pick up on it like oh you'll figure out where to go and you won't even like you'll just subconsciously figure it out yeah but if you look for it you're like oh man yeah it's crazy i remember the first time the second time the last time that's when i noticed it like in video games period that was like 2014 or whatever but it's so funny because what you said there, some, I guess it's like there's in the gamer sphere, so to speak, mm-hmm. there's like a debate on that. Like some people hate that. Like they're like, oh, it's so lazy. Like you can tell like it's bad design if you have these colors. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's like not... it's so like, I guess some, there are times where it is pretty egregious where it's like, okay, it's like a sheer rock face with yellow painted on it. It's like, okay, yeah, I can get, I can get that. But also, like, mm-hmm. you need your player's eyes to be driven someplace. And a bright color, like yellow, orange, or red would work best for that. Well, so. you also have to, like, know your audience, too. Like, who yeah. are you making the game for? Are you making the game for some nerd in his mom's basement that, like, does nothing but play games and is looking for the most realistic, like, simulation possible? Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, like, that type of, like, design isn't great. But, like, most game developers do it for getting casual audiences involved. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people need help. And like and I'm not even saying it like as a you know, people are dumb, but like yeah. sometimes you need to point people in the right direction and there's an art to it. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. there you could very much go the Pokemon Sword and Shield way of design where it's you're essentially just going through a giant hallway and people are literally holding your hand the entire ride. Or you can do it trying to think of another game that's simply just oh or breath of the wild right you just get thrown in and by like just doing things you slow in engaging with the world you slowly learn how to engage with your environment and you like kind of just learn what to do where to go where's the danger at you know you learn through playing breath of the wild is fucking amazing in how it goes about it Pokemon is very much like, hey, we know kids play this game. Here, let me hold your hand as you the become that's the frustrating greatest. about that is like kids aren't that dumb. No, like, they're no, not. Like, like not even like a small child isn't that dumb. It just takes them a little bit to understand the concept. But like you've seen, like everybody's seen those crazy videos of like some 10-year-old on Minecraft oh, making like the fucking Mona Lisa out of blocks and then being like, you, oh, and then I the... programmed Redstone in it so it turns into the starry night portrait too if you hit mm-hmm. this button and you're like what the fuck well here's the thing if you if a nine-year-old challenges you to a video game you're getting your ass kicked oh most likely yeah and like if not you're gonna have a really good time and just school somebody but but no you're getting you're getting your ass kicked and i'm like i've learned this growing up and not having time to play video games like a kid would be like oh hey i'll challenge you and i'm like ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and then i'll like be humbly you know served and get my ass kicked and it's just because like kids reaction time is a lot faster they have a lot more time to play and practice and once you get like eight nine years old you like learn how to get really good at the game now my you know my son scott he's four years old 
he's still he's still very much learning and he's getting there yeah but then you're gonna wake up in like two days and he's gonna start mastering this stuff and he's like dad this is super easy oh just, man just do like this little thing and you're gonna be looking at him like he's speaking chinese <laughs> just uh, as you'll know this once you become a father michael like kids in general like as a parent you start to like there's a point in time where your kid will just slowly start learning things at a quick rapid pace where you're just like Holy, wait what you know how to do that it's, it's... that's wild <laughs> oh yeah and i, I experience every day with two uh with a four-year-old and a one-year-old so all right uh what are you nerding out on i'll talk a little bit mine's kind of the same mostly yeah. watching one piece i have guess, seen uh, it. guess what episode i'm on how many are there total um like a thousand and oh the the sh- not the live action. the anime okay anime. okay okay well, i'm gonna guess 500 or about 500 we started in september me and sapphire oh so it gotta be like 800 now then right oh God, no? man you are like overshooting this how much way are... overshooting well i don't i'm just I'm like i can't i guess i don't know how much on average you're watching but <laughs> you just made it sound like it was a super high number so i was like okay well it is a high number three but God, through damn okay i guess that's a lot of time okay let's guess 800 episodes okay i'll go i'm gonna go way i'm gonna way up so i'm like 253 that's like actually very close <laughs> uh, i think we're on 267 Okay. Uh, we are uh, officially at Ennis Island, or in it. I might be saying it wrong. And this is one of the like one of the more famous arcs. This is like the first like great arcs of One Piece. I know mm-hmm. Alabasta. Some will put in there. Um, all I'm gonna say is like it's. I went on this ride. It's been a couple months now, three months now, a few months now. I uh, it's it's worth it it's yeah. it's so okay. good like i never know how the heroes are going to overcome the villains and there's so many times where i'm like i don't know if this is going to work out and i like i know it's going to work out because i know there's like a thousand more episodes to watch but like it makes me feel like it's not going to work out and then it's- character the characters will overcome the villain or overcome the obstacle and just like weirdly creative ways and it's so refreshing to watch interesting i'll have to keep that in mind like i it interests me to watch something that long but i don't know if i'd be able to commit to it for the full run i i didn't know and i just started because like i watched the live action and we'll talk about the live action but i started the live action or Mm. i started the live action i was like this is great was just wanted to watch and catch up to mm. the first season and it was about 50 episodes to catch up to the first season um and so i watched 50 episodes and i'm like man i really want to know what's more so i'm like i want to watch for season two mm. and then it just kept getting better and better and better and i just yeah couldn't stop and that's all two people on the watch me and sapphire wanted to watch this one piece yeah. um Couple others. Start up Minecraft again. Survival, uh, new world, full survival. It's a uh, compared to like where I was like the first time we played our first like survival. We're so far advanced. Like the first, like I remember the first time we played the first day. We were like, "What did? Where do we do?" You know, 
and now it's like we have a fort built we already know like it's interesting i know what you mean you kind of like once you like go through something especially in the game like then it's just like the old muscle memory just comes flying back and like all that memory like even if you don't remember exactly you have enough of a cursory knowledge like, oh, you know like, what to do so, yeah I, we knew it we knew what to do and so like we played it and now we're like now what now it's just like what we did before you know because we already like survived so it was it's fun I, I enjoy minecraft for the simplicity of it i don't get why people hate on it i don't either i the only thing i do think kind of frustrates me is like there it, it's not a bad frustration like it's just like a makes me feel old it's like i remember playing that game when it was in beta and the <laughs> big update at the time was that they added the nether and this is so this is like yeah like 50 no not 15 like 13 years ago i would say because yep. i remember being like this is so crazy holy Did it come out when we were in high school yeah when it came out like it would have came out like tail end of you being in high school mm-hmm. it's maybe, old maybe early high school yeah and like kids love it and it's like that's it's so cool still... to me though like it's your Legos. son likes a game that I played when I was a teenager. That's yeah. cool. There's like a, it's like the great unifier. It, it like, is. Same with like Pokemon too. Now oh, with yeah. my kids being really into it. Like I walked in today, uh, Scott. He's like, I'm playing a Pokemon battle. I'm like, all right, who are you? Who are you fighting? I'm like, I'm fighting Ash. And I'm like, cool. Who are you? I'm May. I'm using Munchlax. I'm like. Okay. Dope. <laughs> Dope. Uh, one thing I, I wrote in here, the one thing I'm going to nerd out on that I plan on nerding out on, which I should have a couple months ago, but we decided to get it as a family Chris, Christmas gift because Scott's going to love it. Mario Wonder. Oh, yeah. Haley and I have been playing that. Yeah. So we're going to play it. That's what we're going to nerd on. I'll uh, give my review when we come back. But we got to get into a news quickie. It's time for a new Squeaky. Oh, yeah. All right. First up, Sean Gunn, James Gunn, brother, who just announced that Sean Gunn, his brother, is going to be playing Maxwell Lord in the new DCU. Ooh. Um, famously played by Pedro Pascal in uh, Wonder Woman 1984. It was very surprising. Because Sean Gunn has already plays Weasel in um, Suicide Squad, but it's uh, motion captured. Or maybe he doesn't. I know one of his brothers plays. I thought it was Sean Gunn. But I know he does the motion picture. Oh, for he was in Rocket. He's in Guardians? <clears throat> yeah, Sean Gunn. He plays uh, Yandu's like, successor. Yeah, I don't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. He's going to play Maxwell Ward, which I thought was an interesting choice. And, like, I feel it was a weird announcement, like, where he's going to be playing Maxwell Lord. It's like, oh, okay. I, like, I don't see it, but, like, Maxwell Ward is such a, like, he he isn't, like, a big villain, but he's, like, a well-used villain. Like, he's, like, a lesser of Lex Luthor. <laughs> Like, well, he has the capability of being a big villain, but he can also be just, like, kind of like a standby villain, too. For sure. I get you. So. 
I'm kind of curious uh, if James Gunn is going to use run the DCU. We'll find out. Sorry, continue though. Yeah, I am. I'm. I'm stoked for it. A lot of people. There's a lot of like criticisms on James Gunn. Like, oh, it's ruined. I'm like, man, it hasn't even fucking started. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be a dick with this, but I don't think it can get much worse. <laughs> to be completely honest with you. Well, I don't know. He took over DC's like transition was just god awful. But like, how do I put it? If in terms of like sports, it's like firing the coach in like the worst possible way, but then hiring the exact perfect right coach. And yeah. it's just like you have the perfect coach mid season, and it's like it's awkward, it's weird, it's not working, the team's failing. It's like, well, the guy just got here. Yeah, like he I'm not gonna up. I'm not gonna blame him for Shazam, Flash, Blue Beetle, or Aquaman this year. Like Mm-mm. those movies were made they're part of a whole new universe like i'm not judging james gunn's tenure as, as the dcu guy until his next like creatures commando come out okay i do think and we i won't go super into this because we got a couple of the news points to hit but yeah i do kind of wonder if superhero fatigue is becoming a thing because i i feel like there hasn't been very many hitters oh we yeah yeah i I've touched upon this topic several times this year. I'm feeling it. I know uh, like two episodes ago, I did my first like solo big episode where it was almost two hours. And I re- it was a catch-up episode. And I explained why I didn't do a lot of these like Marvel projects. Like I didn't do Marvels, the Marvels like right away. I didn't do Secret and no, I didn't do Loki season two right away. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of explained like I'm just i'm tired of being let down you know like i'm excited for gen v i'm excited for invincible but i'm not excited for marvel right now and it's it's it saddens me to say that but it is the point where that we're at they just don't i think it really did i know some people say this is overly cynical or stupid to say but i do kind of feel like endgame was they should have just ended it there for for a few years yeah, it was the end game. Maybe have the maybe maybe Spider Man, No Way Home is like kind of the capstone. Like, hey, and then give it a few years. Take your time. Go back to the drawing boards. Give people some time away. And like the problem is, is like Disney will say we can't do that because we have the merchandise and blah blah blah. It's like well, they tripled down when they should have just took a break. Yes, they had the perfect. That would have been the perfect excuse for people to be like, oh, okay, cool. I'm gonna move on to some other stuff. Like. You don't have any of these con- like you shouldn't have any contracts in anybody, so you can kind of just say like, "Hey, we're going to take a break," and then if you mm. need to recast, it's like, "Okay, cool." Mo- then you can multiverse it up, boom, or perfect. just or like keep it small, stick with like the big heroes and build up the big like build up the big next big events in a, like a slow manner that was similar to Phase One, Phase Two. I think it's just whereas I mean, almost instantly we're like multiverse. And right, well there. Not instantly, because we forget COVID was a thing. Yeah. And COVID fucked, COVID fucked up a lot of their plans. And, like, I, I was, I'm curious to see, like, in a universe, in a multiverse, where <laughs> it happened. And, like, they actually, like, took the time and had the people to, like, sit down and actually, like, connect these shows in a very smart way that, like, because there's a way that you can do it where you can triple down and you know triple like the amount of product and still maintain the amount of uh quality that they had 
there's a way to do it, but they very much spread this like they spread themselves thin. Yeah. And I think the Disney Plus was very much like the first I feel like Disney Plus was a bad move on their end. Yeah, no, it was not not a good idea. All right, anyway, news news quickies turning to a news longie. Spider-Man 2 wins no game awards. I haven't played it, can't speak much to it. Uh it's I don't think that's a bash on Spider-Man 2. I think it's a commentary on like how good how, some of these games yeah, are. These, there out. are some in some games out there. All right, any other year, Spider-Man 2 probably would have at least won two or three solid. Yeah. Uh but I think they had the competition. I mean, they literally were up against Baldur's Gate and Tears of the Kingdom. And, and Alan he, Wake 2. And Alan, Alan Wake 2, which definitely was like a critic's darling. I, I loved it too, but that's just... On top cool. of like Diablo 4, and there was like one other one that like also had some Oh, there's been some... Well, Final Fantasy 16 did pretty good. It won a couple awards. <clears throat> Alan Wake 2 was good. Baldur's Gate mm-hmm. 3 was good. Uh, Cyberpunk, the new DLC is apparently really, really good. I still feel burned nice. by the original release on that, so I'm not going <laughs> to comment on that. Yeah. Um, Speaking of video games, yeah, there's just a lot of soft competition. Go ahead. GTA 6 just released a trailer after a bunch of leaks. Do you watch the trailer? Okay, yes. I've been following the GTA 6 since the leaks came out last year. So, what's crazy mm-hmm. is we knew about like the uh i forget her name but the latina main character we knew about her and i think we knew about her partner as early as last year some dude like hacked into rockstar's equipment and then mm-hmm. leaked a bunch of gameplay footage etc cetera, etc cetera. but this is last year what that blows my mind and i'm not dissing on it because i do would rather them take their time and release it in a quality state yeah and not have it be garbage but i am kind of surprised that it's coming out 2025 because from what i saw for the footage it didn't look like a early super early build look like they've been working on it for a while so i'm yeah, either thinking I, they've been polishing like really like mm-hmm. crazy and this is gonna be a really dense game so they want it to be as good as possible which i'm okay mm-hmm. with it just kind of sucks because like the trailer looks so good it looks like, amazing it like did you i guess i don't know if you caught this but a bunch of like the stuff of like random npcs doing stuff is actually like tiktoks oh, yeah, or yeah. videos from yep, florida yep, that they were just yep. like hey let's put this in the game <laughs> which i think is just awesome they're like yeah let's make this shit as a oh yeah i know I, I i saw the tiktok explaining the like the video yeah so no and i saw the leak map too for the game it's huge it looks like uh it just looks like southern florida it's like i'm pretty sure they have tampa bay st petersburg in there too so it's it, i could be wrong they also have key point it's it could been, be uh yeah. It could be a, a false map too, but it looks legit. So I'm excited for it. GTA yeah. was always the game that like Vice City, I feel, is like the first time I really fell in. Uh, GTA 3, I fell in love with just because I was a kid who loved cars. You know, just like, mm-hmm. you know, every little boy is like, cars, let me drive. <laughs> I ran over that person. That's funny. <laughs> but like GTA, like Vice City is like the first game that like. I played a lot, like a lot of memories. Same with uh, San Andreas. So it's cool that we're going back to Vice City. I'm excited for it. So uh, I, we have two. Oh, oh go, no, no, go ahead. It was just gonna say we I have said. we have two more bits of news, and we should really get into the reward yeah, show. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, Rebel Moon. This came out, directed by Zack Snyder, okay, and reviews on it is. And reviews on it is mixed. 
Okay. And I didn't watch it. Like his answer to Star Wars kind of thing. It's his version of Star Wars. And I keep reading articles like these are the rules of Star Wars that he broke. And like I only wanted to bring it up for like news for the simple fact that like I feel like Zack Snyder gets a hard on for like deconstructing famous characters or like famous property. Like I feel like he looks at like but like Superman, he's like, ah, Superman, man of steel. How can I make him edgy? <laughs> you know? <laughs> or like Batman. Man, what if he was just like a crazier vigilante where he burned his victims and killed them? <laughs> Jesus. I didn't realize that he did that in the DCU films. <laughs> or are you just giving example here and I'm just butchering? I, I, I'm just going on like a... Like... Because, like, I just remember seeing an article, and he's like, oh, yeah, these are the rules of Star Wars. I wanted to break. It's like, but, dude, like, you don't break the rules. Like, that's defeats the purpose of, like, you know. Like, if you're going to do a Star Wars movie, play within the rules of the universe. Don't break the rules. Don't deconstruct Star Wars. Is it supposed you to know? be, like, is it, like, I guess, I don't know. Does he mean, like, the rules, like, in the sense of, like, it has to be a young like basically like a skywalker and it has to like you know oh, like I think that would be interesting to see because i think we got that too much with the sequel trilogy i don't know much more i just uh okay. just want to go on the tan- a tangent of sex his whole like philosophy of like characters it's like it's fine if you want to do like parody i think mm-hmm. you know like when you uh you take a similar setup and then you take that setup, and it's like, hey, I'm doing Star Wars, but it's my own version of Star Wars, and it's like how a, how I would do it, mm-hmm. you know, perfectly fine with that. And like Rebel Moon, I have no problems with him making Rebel Moon. My problem is like if he like, goes and takes Superman and does it with like the actual character, that's like my whole because he wanted to make a Star Wars film and he got rejected. So which is why he made this Bro, movie man. in his own. Yeah, and he had to make some changes to fit. Um, the last bit of news. Elon, it seems like we're uh, at the end of Twitter or X or whatever it is now with Elon Musk. And you brought this up because you want to touch on it. Yeah, I don't know. I just think Elon's like lost the plot. Like, I think he realized that he got into way too deep of this. And like, well, he's def- <laughs> there's just been so many things. I think he's went from kind of being like, the darling of the internet and like pop mm-hmm. culture people are like oh elon musk he's so cool to being kind of like it's definitely the tides have changed on him i mean yeah. he's definitely forced the tide where he's trying to like lean into a demographic that he feels he, will be more like, profitable he, to him but it's just kind of El- the cool thing about elon was like he was like this rich guy who took over a lot of like successful business ventures but we didn't know much about him like, there's a lot of, like, talks of, like, oh, he's a lizard, or no, he's an alien. Oh, he's from the future because of, like, all these things. And there was, like, mystery about him. Yep. And I feel like the internet, like, he's been this, like, icon, this mysterious icon. He's like, oh, he's this genius. But now he's, like, coming out of the light a little bit. And we're starting to see, like, who he is exactly. And it's kind of just disappointing. You know, he's taking more of that, like, instead of that money backer for like role he's becoming more of that i'm gonna run or take over twitter and run it and realizing that like that's not his skill set 
And so he has this like he had this like persona of being this like mysterious genius to now he comes off as a laughable fool. Yep, a hundred. And I have and I have no idea if he is or he isn't. Um I know per- someone who met him personally and he adores him. Like I don't know. But that's like how the internet is such a weird like take and twist. But yeah, him buying Twitter was yeah, not a great move for I think most of the world. I would say yeah. I don't know. Outside of Meta, I don't know who gains from Twitter falling. I think we lose honestly in a lot of ways, but it's also like it maybe it just is not a sustainable yeah. platform like so. I feel like Twitter should almost just be free at this point. Like it, it just uh, yeah, we're going way into politics here. Yeah, yeah. We we can move on. We can uh, start our own political show. We can just go on tangents. <laughs> so, all right, Michael, do you want to take it away? Sure thing. You want me to just hit through the uh, different topics or topics? Yep. Or... You want to just hit the topic and then go through the nominees? Uh, we don't. Yeah, let's just do that. All right. <clears throat> And the first category on tonight's Demos is Best Nerd Movie. Tonight's candidates are Super Mario Brothers, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Across the Spider-Verse, Dungeons and Daggers, Dungeons and Dragons, (laughs) (laughs) Honor Among Thieves, and The Flash. And the winner is... Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That is an interesting take. Uh, actually, let me I, let me let me mellow. I, I want to hear your reasonings because I, I do have a possible counter take, but go for it. So here's why I think Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is the best movie of 2023. Best nerd movie. And the reason why is because this movie is elite is a five out of five in the dem scale in pretty much every category you can possibly think of in a movie like the soundtrack is amazing the art is amazing the fact that like every dimension every multiverse that we see has a different art style to it and then every character from that universe has a distinct art style that blends into the environment it's in. The fact that the acting is top-notch. The multiverse Easter eggs isn't, like, in your face, but yet we're, like, you pause a screen and you can see ten of them at a time. It uses... Its biggest weakness, its biggest con, is the fact that it doesn't have an ending. That's true. Okay. And that and that's it. And like I can't fault it for that because that's the whole point. It's a part one of part two. And this movie might if like part two bombs, this movie loses. But I, I don't know. There's only one other movie I considered for this uh award. Well, which one would that be? Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Okay, that's what I so I'll agree. Yeah. That was literally those were the two toss ups out of the two on there. I would say honorable mention to Super Mario Brothers 
not because it's an astounding film, but because it's an astounding love letter to a franchise that almost everybody oh, yeah. has grown up with. Like you watch oh, that yeah. film and you get chills from like the music motifs. Mm. The, like it's not like it's it's not you're not gonna be watching it having a like teary eyed like oh that's so beautiful and moving. But you might be teary eyed, be like oh like you just feel like a kid again, like firing up the old SNES and like playing some Super Mario Brothers three. Like it's just oh. It hits. It, 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 it hits. I wish it was a little bit more depth. It's very like yeah. It's it's a very one dimensional. I think it feels like yeah. uh not, maybe not Super Mario Wonder, but it feels like the new Super Mario Bros game. Like it's good. It's great. You know, you play it once. You're like ah, and it's all just hitting hard. But after that, it's it's an okay movie. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, honorable mention for like the aesthetics. Like I, <laughs> I will say, I agree with you in terms of like across the spider-verse i really wish it hadn't ended on that i'm I'm not gonna say anything to the audience because i don't know who it's a new enough movie that i don't want to spoil it but like the the cliff herringer ending it's a great film in and of itself and i do i'm i'm not worried at all about a beyond spider-verse i do oh i'm not either i think they've shown a clear understanding of like understanding spider-man as like an archetype of sorts also i do have a question for you about comic books related to that but we'll save Mm -hmm. that for later um and Guardians of the oh, man, Guardians Three was really good too, though. Like that's where it's it, it is it, it is, is really good. But I I agree. I think it's just missing just enough. Uh, I kind of want to touch upon each movie. Yeah, Super okay. Mario Bros. Great, but it's very shallow. Yep. Once you get past the nostalgia, it's not a great movie. It, like it's a good movie, but it's not a great movie. The nostalgia trip, the experience is great the first time you see it, but after that, it kind of falls. Yep. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Three is the only other movie i considered because it's a four plus five minus for me the story is great i guardians of the galaxy is what i needed from marvel yeah because it's like it's just so character driven um it's not about the plot it's not about saving the galaxy it's about the characters of the guardians and kind of giving an ending to them without necessarily like ending them and it's surprising it's shocking and there's like there's scenes that's like, oh man, like you, you, well, it makes you feel. We get teary eyed thinking about a couple of scenes. The last, it uh, makes it, yeah. it makes you feel. And there's some really cool action scenes. So like, it's Guardians of the Galaxy three is deserving of best nerd movie, but across the Spider Verse is like, <sighs> there was a post that said, name a classic, name a new movie that's an immediate classic. And I'm like across the Spider Verse, like this, it's a masterpiece. Like this is a masterpiece. It does. Even, like, oh, go ahead, go ahead. And like, I, I feel bad for like all the people who had to work on this and like had to work through terrible work conditions. Like, I feel bad for that. And like, it showed shed some negative light on the movie. But my God, it is a masterpiece. Yeah. Not sure if it's worth it, but it was great. Yeah. Uh, the other two movies. Dungeons and Dragons deserves an honorable mention because, like, that movie's just fun. I it's a seen fun it movie. You play, you, you should. It's fun. It's a. Uh, there's a lot of references. If you don't play D and D, there's a lot of references you won't get. But I think, like, you'll know it's a reference, and I think you you'll appreciate for the reference that it is. Okay. And Flash, I'm a little bit higher on the Flash than I am pretty much everybody. I've seen this on the list of like one of the worst movies of 2023. I think it's a good superhero movie that, like, it just gets worse by the time you like. It gets worse as the movie goes on. Mm. Um, it just becomes a kind of a jumbled mess. 
But I will say Ezra Miller is honestly really good in this movie to the point where I'm like, I want him. I don't want him canceled, but like he's deserving of being canceled. But it also like he's really good at what he does. So it's a weird like. There's that weird thing of like artists like a good artist is not somebody that's known for being like emotionally stable and like yeah you know what i mean he's a great artist but like i don't know if i want to hang out with him no yeah and like i i like it's tough because like especially with him some of the crimes he's been committed of i'm like if that's true then send him to the fucking clinker i don't really care but but it definitely but i know what you mean by like it's interesting because it really does make like when you see a good actor artist whatever perform you're like then you'll see them do some questionable shit and you're like but they're so good at that one thing. He had a scene at the end of the movie. Like, the whole end of the movie was like, eh, it was some really bad CGI, some really bad moments. Mm-hmm. But then he had a moment where, like, he was saying goodbye to his mom for the last time. And the whole movie's about him trying to save his mom. And he, like, said goodbye to his mom. And, like, I started crying. Not because, like, it was over... Like, it was sad. But, like, as was, like, his performance, his face, like... Just the way he did that scene made me tear up. And it like it was weird because I'm like, man, I don't like I don't like you as an actor, but this is beautiful, man. Like it's yeah. good. All right, can we move carry on? Yep, we shall. Next topic or next uh just read the top yeah. five. Yeah. I know I listed like eight of them. <clears throat> Best nerd TV show. And the nominees tonight are The Last of Us. Invincible, Gen V, Twisted Metal, One Piece, Ahsoka, Secret Invasion, Loki. And the winner is... This one was kind of hard. But I think there's only one right answer here. And that is The Last of Us. Yeah, if you said anything else, I would have slapped you upside the head. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care what anybody says. That show is one of like it's just a great show. Like it, the only thing it, I would give it knocks for is what the main criticism is. There's not enough clickers. I need more clickers. Yeah, yeah. But other it, there that, wasn't enough of it. There wasn't enough of it. Like it, I, I, we've talked about this. I, I do. I love how this show comes up every time we pod. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just one of those shows and media. That I really do believe sur- it's it surpasses like. Like it started mm-hmm. off as a video game, and it's like the story can't be contained to just that. Like it, like no. it needs people need to watch it, and like, I, like it's it has such an important message for us. It's like I don't know, I don't care. If people can play just a video game and point out that maybe it is overly simple, but it's it's a beautiful show and game and story. It's such a beautiful story that like it was like when it came out, I was like, man, this just needs to be a TV show because that's what like. It feels like, even though like you play it, it is very much a game. But like the emotions that you feel from it, very much feels like one of the greatest TV shows you feel. Like, mm-hmm. um, like it's emotions that you think you would feel from a TV show, not a game. And you, there is arguments that this is the greatest story of all time. Not just video games, like just out there. So I'm happy that it got to translate to TV. And I'm happy that they got somebody to do it well. Yeah. And not just they got someone to do it well. They got somebody to do it with Respect. the game writer. Yeah, and the game writer. Yep. And then everything they added to it was for the purpose of making a better TV show. And I think they accomplished that very, very well. 
So it's there's a few other that's that I com- I considered. Um, I'll just go through the list and kind of talk about each one of them a little bit. Invincible season two. Um, I just put on there because I, I fucking love Invincible. Um, I don't think what we've seen from season two is deserving of this category. I think maybe next year, depending on how season two ties up, since it's only been part one so far, we might be seeing this this show in the 2024. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, at least for maybe nominees. We'll see. Gen V is one that I considered for this because Gen V just generally is a really good TV show. And it's a spinoff of the boys, but it's not a good like spinoff for the boys. I feel like if you're going to watch Gen V, you should also watch the boys because that's kind of the purpose of Gen V. But you, it is very good on its own. Twisted Metal, I put on there. It's 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 a fun ride. It was just a fun show. It was a fun surprise. One Piece was is just fucking amazing. It was a fascinating. And then Soka, Secret Evasion, Loki, all Disney Plus products. They're fine, but nec- like they're not the best nerd TV show. And the other other one that I feel like should be nominated is The Mandalorian. I forgot to write it on there. Good, but it, not not worthy of greatest. The is only it, right answer here is The Last of Us. Okay, hell yeah. Pedro Pascal, man, he's just uh, <laughs> he's the internet's daddy still. Hey, did it? Did you hear about the news that he might be cast as Reed Richards? Oh, I did hear about that. I am kind of sad Marvel's... it's not going to be Krasinski, but I understand. Yeah. Or uh, Adam Driver or the guy from It's Always Sunny from Philadelphia. Wait, which guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I forget. He's. I don't know. I haven't. I don't watch that show. It's supposed to be inspired by uh, that show. Interesting. It's supposed to be like that show is supposed to influence. All right. Should we move on to the next one? Hell yeah. Yep. 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 All right. Oh, this is might be where we have some. You have some games <clears> on <throat> here on this. You have games. You don't even have some games on this list that deserve to be on this list. Oh, please put them on there. <laughs> Well, it won't, it won't. Can you even see the edits I make? I don't know if you can. <laughs> just put it on there and then just list them. I'm gonna just put this. I'll put this one. <laughs> and I don't care if people say I'm just a fan. Just put it on. Yep. Okay, I can't actually give that one in. Just, I'm just adding one game. You don't have to type it. Just put it in the. Oh intros, uh, yeah, man. yeah. I'm I'm dumb. All right. <laughs> I'm out. I get whatever. All it's right. like you're not going to see it. Like that's I'm going to hear it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm not going to select it. Maybe right. go out of order a little bit so like people don't know which ones you added in. All right. Uh, Best video game of 2023. Tonight's nominees. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Cute theme music right here. Anyways. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man 2. Hogwarts Oh, what the, the legacy of Hogwarts. You put Harry Potter on here. I'm going to correct that. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Wake 2. Okay. Baldur's Gate 3. And the winner is... Uh, there's going to be some controversy on this one, but I'm going to call it Legends of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I don't think that's that controversial of a take. That game is still really solid, and it does... So I think it depends on what you're looking for. So see, that's why it's so hard to say best game of the year. It's like, well, what kind of gamer are you? Because there's 80 different really good yeah, games that yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And no matter what, you're feasting. So, like, pick your poison. And, and here's the thing. 
you can't play all video games. I no. think you could, you probably could, but like you'd have to know life to do that. So. I I have a life. I have kids. I have a job. Um, I know. Then the summer I was healing, and the game that I played the most was Tears of the Kingdom. And here's the thing: like I haven't played Spider-Man Two yet. I've watched some game throughs. It looks great. I'm excited to play it when it comes out for PC or whenever I, I can get a PS Five. Hogwarts Legacy looks fun for a Harry Potter fan. Alan Wake 2 looks good. Um, Baldur's Gate 3 I have dabbled with. And honestly, if someone wants to argue with me that Baldur's Gate 3 is the best game of the year, you know what? I I see the potential there. I want to play that game. I want to get into it. It's a hard game for me to get into. It's so different than what I'm used to. But for me, the... My answer for this award has to be Legend of Zelda because that's the game that I got hooked on. Oh, yeah. Thanks to you, by the way. Thank you for uh, getting that game for me when no I was problem. in the hospital. That was uh, like once I got into it, that's all I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So like Baldur's Gate 3, I think, is winning most of the game awards for like best game, right? If I am seeing things correctly. I think Baldur's Gate 3 is winning most of the awards. Am I correct? Michael? Oh, no. Michael has disappeared. I cannot hear him. I am all alone in this podcast. Oh, now, wait. What do we do? Oh. Now I have you. Sorry about that. <clears throat> I know. I, I was like, I have to go on a monologue? Shit, I'm not yep. prepared. All right, anyways. Oh, uh, yeah. I was just talking like Tears of the Kingdom. Is, it's such a like Breath of the Wild is like one of the best games of the year when it came out in 2016. And it's one of those games that like it was such a fresh of breath air. <laughs> it was such a. Yeah, I know. Pun intended. <laughs> like it was like one of those games. It's like here, open world, figure it out. But truly open world, like, hey, that tree, yeah. you can cut it down. Yeah, it's truly open world. And Tears of the Kingdom just took the same game and just made it better. And not Would necessarily you... better that it needed to be better, but more in depth. That's it... probably the best part about it, truly, is like the... <laughs> like, that's, like, that game it does a lot of what I've had issues with open world games, with like the cave yeah. systems and shit. You're like, wow, this is feels like a world. It's not just a flat plane with built. Like that is one thing mm. I will nail Spider Man on. I haven't put the second one, but it's it's just a bunch of buildings. You can't get inside them. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can just you can swing on them. You can crawl on them. You can't, but you can't interact with them in any really meaningful ways. It's like GTA Five. One of the game. It's like one of the best open world games at that point in time. Still is one of the greatest open world games. But it's not like you can go into every building and like take the buildings and design different buildings. Like you can't. Like your interaction is limited. And, you know, Zelda's similar, but, like, it's more open. You can design... Just say I... I don't know. Like, it's one of those, like, yeah, you can cut down a tree. You can interact with your environment. It is truly open world. I just like Tears of the Kingdom because it took... It added depths. It added sky islands. It added caves. And it, it added, like, a sense of time to have... Like, it's not like you're... It's the same world, but it's not the same world. Yeah. 
That's like, one thing. Yeah, that's one criticism I did have is like some stuff made sense for it to be mm-hmm. like characters that shouldn't remember you do, and then vice versa. Like that was one criticism it would make, but you can't get it perfect for any game. Yeah. All right. Moving on. All right. Oh, I would say uh, I'm going to interject real quick before we go on to the next show. Alan mm-hmm. Wake 2, I would say if you played it, it might be up there for you just because okay. narratively it's a damn good. Like, I don't you should play I, a lot I hear... of horror games, but mm-hmm. it's a good horror game. Like, you are on the edge of your seat, and it's not that scary, but it has that tension and that feeling of momentum. Mm. And there's some really cool stuff with the main character using his ability of writing to change reality. So he'll go into yeah. a room and say, this is a murder scene. And that changes it like on the fly to like, ah, it's just yeah. super cool from that perspective. I think you would mm. really appreciate it. I think but, so. And then there's probably a lot of games that are deserving. I think just for the game that I played, it's Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, but for Alan, sure. I, I, Alan, Alan Wake 2, I am excited to dive into. It's a good one. All right. Next category, my friend. Yep. Best new. Wait, I'm, sur- I'm surprised you don't have. Okay, whatever. Best new nerd TV show. You can add it when you suck. <clears throat> Nominees tonight include Gen V, mm-hmm. Twisted Metal, mm-hmm. One Piece. Yep. The Last of Us. Oh, I shit. feel like would technically be. <laughs> I didn't think of that show. Um, you know what? Um, for the sake of ad- diversity, I'm not going to choose Last of Us. Okay. Though technically, it would probably fit. I'm going to say tw- uh, I almost said the wrong show. One Piece. Okay. Okay. Explain um, your reasoning, good sir. All right, so Gen V, very deserving, is that the show to think about it, or think about saying. Last of Us is also probably the right show for this award. Um, but I also really wanted to talk about One Piece. And the fact that like it got so many people into the anime itself. And definitely opened up my category for shows to watch. And put me on an adventure that I love to... like. One Piece was one of those shows that I watched the trailer for. I'm like, this looks, doesn't look great, but also looks interesting. And then I watched it, not expecting much out of it, and absolutely falling in love with this world. And like the anime and the TV show are like slightly different. But like the one thing about this show, the live action show, it very much respects the anime and tries to capture the same sense of um, cartoonery, whimsical, um, lighthearted style that the anime had, but, like, in its own way. And the character who plays Monkey D. Luffy, who is such a... He's very similar. There's, like, a term for it. I think Shogun protagonist. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, Shonen. Shonen, yep. He's very much, like, the Shonen protagonist, where, you know, he's like Goku, where he's like, oh, he's up there. He's not always the brightest. He kind of just dives in, but he's like the hero. They did that for the live action, but, like, the actor did it in a very different nuanced way that is inspiring. Like, it's just fun to watch. 
Okay. And honestly, I just wanted to talk about this show because I think it's <laughs> it's very much like it, it's great. It was a fresher breath air, and it, which is why I, new nerd show, One Piece. But I will say, Gen V very much deserves love. Twisted Metal very much deserves love because both of those are great shows. Last of Us is also probably deserving of this award. But I don't want to sit up here and be like, Last of Us, Last of Us, Last of Us, because that's just boring. <laughs> it is boring. All right. All right. Wait, do you want me to do the next two categories or which? Uh, you, you could do the next category unless you have more to say about new new nerd show. No, I think you. I think that's a solid point. I haven't yet to watch it, but you have me intrigued and another friend of mine has also been trying to get me to watch it. So It's eight episodes. Yeah. Just, just watch the eight episodes. Then you'll watch the anime. <laughs> which is like you know uh yeah it, hey, if i can get the my, 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 out, my me by me saying that like if you watch the live action you'll probably want to watch the the anime and probably talk yourself of what like watching the first like 52 episodes and then you'll just talk yourself into watching a few hundred more and then you'll just get into it like it, it, it's a very good likelihood but that's because it's a fucking amazing show that's all i'm gonna say all right, like, I'll keep that in mind. All right, moving on. All right. The next category is Best Superhero Show. And tonight's nominees are Gen V, Loki, Invincible, and Secret Invasion. And the winner is... I will say the nominees I feel like are lacking this year. But the winner is obviously Gen V, season oh. one. Um, it's a great TV show. It's a great spinoff. And honestly, you can watch it on your own. It, it The premise doesn't seem like it's going to be that great because it very much is like X-Men Mansion, um, superhero, sky high. Like, hey, we have superhero college. You're learning to do their powers. But it's like set in the boys' world. Like some of the classes is like, managing your media account like it's like those type of it's like superheroes in the boys universe it's not necessarily like hey how do you like rescue people the best no it's how do you look the best right and they have like a ranking system too and here's the thing they barely touch upon any of it and i was intrigued on that aspect alone but like there's a murder mystery that's not a murder mystery there's like a mystery of like missing students um, it starts out hot, like there's a lot of, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's just such a good written show, you know, and it like incorporates the boys in such a great way, but not enough to like take away from the characters that are in this show. And now I'm looking at the boys season four and I'm excited for like which characters get integrated into the show. And I feel like it, they're worthy of the introduction interesting i really do need to watch it because i freaking loved the first like i love the boys that show's fantastic it is and gen v is very much like the boys season 3.5 like it's the same quality okay okay so um loki season two deserves an honorable mention um the ending of it is really good i talk about it the ending basically makes up for the rest of the season there's one other episode in the sixth episode order that i it's the second episode that i was like really intrigued in 
Like I got into the green state. It was Loki being bad Loki again, like an interrogation scene. And there's like moments where him and uh, Lo- like Loki and Mobius, uh, Owen Wilson, mm-hmm. they're just eating pie in a room, just talking. Like it's very much more of a TV show this season. And they're okay. just talking for a good like two, three minutes, maybe more. Feels like it's like 10 minutes. And I just effing loved it. I don't know why. Just Loki just talking about him taking over New York and like why he did it in such a casual way while Mobius talks about why he wants to be on a jet ski. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for like these two just in a room talking. I don't know. And it's funny because I, re- I read a – I looked at a post making fun of that scene. Or maybe it was a YouTube show. Like, oh, all they do is talk, talk, talk. It's like, nah, it's fun. It's good. It's I'm happy Loki season two embraced the fact that it's a, you know. Actually, I think it's honest trailers that I watched and they're making fun of that scene. I'm like, no, that's like one of the better scenes. Simply because it's like, it's a TV show. They embrace the fact that they're a TV show, not a mini movie or a larger movie. That's, that is one of the problems with the plus verse right now. I do think. Um, right, Invincible season two is is like worthy of mentioning. Secret Invasion, no, no, just a hard no, <laughs> no. All right, moving on. All right, you want me to hit the next topic? Yep. All right. And best superhero movie tonight's nominees: Guardians of the Galaxy three. Across the Spider-Verse, The Flash, Blue Beetle, and The Marvels. And tonight's winner is... Yeah, this one's still Across the Spider-Verse. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Wait, well, <laughs> I feel like yeah. Guardians... I, I feel like... Mm, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, this movie's all about, like, hundreds of, you know, Spider-Man superheroes saving the day and what it means to save the day that's true it's a really cool deconstruction of spider-man as a character it's like deconstruction in the right way yeah like every character feels like who they're supposed to be it's not deconstructing like oh spider or superman's edgy now no. um i know i just like didn't give last of us award for newest show i feel like newest show is hard I kind of push back on the new show because it's like it's not it's new, but it's not new. That makes yeah, sense. I guess one I, I piece. Get I get one piece is also very much the same way. So I don't, I don't know. It's hard to give across the Spider Verse not the best. Spider- I know I'm contradicting myself, but yeah, across the Spider Verse is the best superhero show. It's just it just is. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy three is the same same reason why like best nerd movie. Yeah, it's the same reasons. I can get it. I can get it. In this case, it definitely just makes a lot of sense for Spider Verse to get it. Like it's, it really does. I guess it's just yeah, the deconstruction of it, or like discuss at least like a really interesting character study of like what Spider Man should do here, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I love that movie. I've watched I, that movie like four or five times now. I've only like, seen it, it was, once, but I like it was it was a joy to watch. It's a fam like it's a movie that Scott always wants to watch. And you're like, and okay. like <laughs> I'll like I'll just watch it. I'm like, this is just great. 
Like Sapphire will put it on. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's, let's let's move on. Let's give let's give a movie it's due. All right. Best MCU project. Tonight's nominees: Guardians of the Galaxy Three, Loki Season Two, The Marvels, Ant Man Quantumania, and Secret Invasion. And the winner is. It's Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Woo-hoo! It finally wins. <laughs> it deserves a, it deserves to be mentioned. It deserves an award. It's the best MCU project. Which yes, it's its own category. It definitely shows the pain that Disney's going to have losing James Gunn to the competition. Yeah, I'm excited for it for DC though. Yeah, like it'll be nice I'm... to see some interesting films from character heroes we have not had a reason to care about for a while. Like I've said that. Is like Mar- the MCU is just kind of falling down a pit hole, and I'm hoping that like they can turn it around and produce because they have produced great mo- or projects since Endgame, um, Spider Man No Way Home, uh, Wakanda Forever, Up in the Air, Borderline. Some people disagree, some people do. I think it is great. There's like one other movie I'm forgetting, or maybe I'm not. Is it just No Way Home? I honestly can't. Oh, I Guardians honestly... of the Galaxy. Yeah, well, yeah never yeah. mind. That was a, <laughs> like, wait a second. I just said it. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Like, there is great projects, and this is one of them. Like, this movie is arguably the greatest Guardians of the Galaxy movie. It's probably top five and best, maybe top 10. No, definitely top 10. But, like, it's up there. It's one of the best Marvel projects. James Gunn knows how to write characters, it knows how to write it. It, it wrote a beautiful ending. It's the best project. Season two deserves some love. The rest does not. Yeah, I'm really sad Secret Invasion ended up being garbage. Yeah, we'll 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 talk about it. <laughs> uh let's move on to the next one. And best DCEU project. The Flash, Blue Beetle, and Shazam. This what one, I kind, <laughs> I kind of go back and forth on this one. I think I'm giving it the Flash. Ooh, explain, please, sir. So, like, there's, I think the movie that's less hated is Blue Beetle, but I don't think it's better. Like, I think Flash. There's moments that I freaking enjoyed the Flash, enjoyed the writing of it. I enjoyed just seeing Flash being Flash and Justice League like doing their thing and kind of explaining the lore of that show before getting him to this adventure that he goes on. And it, like the adventure kind of like falls apart. But like it had like it hit those moments where I'm like, oh, this is like what I want from a superhero movie. Like I want to see Flash, Batman and Wonder Woman like interact as a team together to do something. And I really like the intro scene, and then it pretty much got me hooked into the Barry Allen sto- uh, saving his father's storyline. Even though it's Flashpoint, I know, but it's cool just seeing this character interact with people, and like he comes across as very like an autistic version of Barry Allen almost. But it's cool to see like two Barry Allens interact with each other with, as different ages, and just seeing like. How a character realizes that, hey, I'm annoying, so I'm going to grow from this because my younger self is annoying me that much. Like, it's just, it was just fun. Whereas Blue Beetle, Shazam deserve 
some love for this. I'm not, they're good products. They're good movies. They're not great. Blue Beetle is kind of just a standalone, like, superhero movie with some good aspects to it. Shazam was, like, the best generic movie of all time, but it's still just a generic superhero movie. Like, you might as well just have AI write it, because that's what it feels like. Oof. But, like, it, it was, there was, like, I don't know. Like, if I watch a movie just to have fun, it's a fun movie. If you like Shazam, you'll like the movie. But I think The Flash just hit more peaks for me, even though it had more lows. But it had more peaks, so I'm giving it The Flash. But this is very much like in 2025. I hope that uh, this award is, like, great. Like, I hope I can give it to a great project, whereas I don't think The Flash is. I think it's just, like, good. Great in moments, meant to trash in others. Michael again. I don't know where to get him back. Welcome, everybody, to Jake's in Ottawa, where I just talk until Michael gets back. Or me. Michael, you're back. Woohoo! Yeah, it was really weird. I didn't enter monologue. I don't know if I'm cutting it or if I'm leaving it. I feel like I'm probably cutting it because it, like, I got to the point where I'm like, I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, do you want to continue uh, the discussion, or should we move on to the next one? Let's move on to. I think I finished the discussion while you're gone. I think I didn't even realize you were like gone, gone until I finished the discussion. <laughs> and I looked. I'm like, oh, that's why it's been quiet. He's gone. Okay, I was just talking to myself for the last two or three minutes. Um, let's let's do it. I don't have nominees for the next one, so just say the. Uh, the title, and I'll, I'll fill it in. These are the sad demos. <laughs> Most yep. disappointing show, Secret Invasion. Mur, mur, mur. All right, oh, Jake, man, I was, I was going to say it. Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, boy. All right. Yeah, do, do as monotone as possible. I'm going to do the next one as monotone as possible to really... The explain. Most Disappointing Show. Of 2023 is, you already know, Secret Invasion. Because, God damn it, it was so, man, that broke me. And I didn't even, <laughs> like, I didn't give any other, like, nominees for this. And I, I feel like there's some there nominees. There all winners, yeah, yeah. But, like, Secret Invasion was the show that I was excited about. I had a whole preview for I watched the first how many episodes and I was like, oh man, I no. Like, I'm bored. I don't know what's going on. Everything is gray. The aliens are boring. Like, I there's a lot of cool actors, but like I don't give a shit about any of these characters. And like this was supposed to be the best show for the MCU. This was supposed to be the big interconnection show. And it seems like they just made it to how do I say it? They made it because fans wanted it. They didn't make it because they loved it. No, yeah, that's what I've heard. I haven't seen it yet, but that is what I've heard. It's like it's just very they don't understand what the they don't like, the heart of the story of Secret No. Revolution. Like they just did the cosmetics of it. And like I know they did that with Civil War. You know, like they took the cosmetics of like the comic where it's Cap versus Iron Man, 
and then they kind of like twisted the actual like reason why they're fighting but they they took they stripped the comic and took the aesthetic of it but they like put and shoved hard into that story whereas secret invasion they invasion they took the aesthetic of the story but they didn't fill it with heart they didn't fill it with soul they didn't try to make the best tv show ever they just made a show that made money yeah that's and, sick. and that's kind of the disappointing like this is kind of where we're at with uh i don't want to get too political in it when it comes to like capitalism and whatnot but it feels like that's kind of where we're at with a lot of this like superhero movies shows it milks money it makes money but it's showing that like you can't just make a superhero show because that's not what people love. No, it's, it really isn't. It's because the characters are amazing. Like people love Spider-Man because we can relate to Spider-Man and it's a power fantasy, right? Like we want a good power fantasy that we can relate to. That's why people like superhero shows, but it's a good story too on top of it. Whereas, like, Secret Invasion just, like, it just felt lazy. Like, hey, they're wanting to take over or something, and Nick Fury has to stop him, and stuff happens, and yeah, that's the show. Look, that character has all the powers of all the Avengers. (laughs) Super Scrolls. Super Scrolls. Hey, you remember that person from that movie from a long time ago? They died. It's like, that's, you remember that one guy that is like the sidekick, the Iron Man? Yeah, he's in the show. He's a bad guy. And that's it. Like, that was, that was it. So it was very disappointing. I already had several talks about it. But yeah, that's the most disappointing show. Um, Last one. Last one. Are you doing it? Oh, I thought you were doing it. No, I can do it. <laughs> I was waiting. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. <clears throat> don't don't say the answer. I'll, I'll say the answer. You just right. say the... All right. Most disappointing movie. The loser is... I don't even know how to say this title. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania. All right, Jake. Hit me. Ah. Uh... Here's the thing. I remember when I first started the show, one of the first episodes, I think this is the second episode, I talked about Marvel. We we rated all of Marvel. And I talked about Ant-Man, my preview for Ant-Man, my excitement for it. Not because I'm like, I love Ant-Man or anything, and not because I think Ant-Man should be a character that really needs to be a big event. But this was the ep- this was the movie that brought King the Conqueror. This is the movie that puts the next Thanos on the board. And you'd think that this movie would be great, right? Like this would be the next tenfold film. This is the movie that writes the ship. We struggled with phase four, but hey, we're going to start out phase five strong. Nope. <laughs> I didn't even realize they were on phase five until you said that. I thought they were still phase four right now. We're on phase five and it oh, starts off good. And here's the thing. Kang was great, but like, don't take what was supposed to be the next Thanos 
and then have him in a movie where he gets beat by fucking Ant-Man. Yeah, no. Like, like if you want to set up Kang for being the next big baddie, and we're not even getting into Jonathan Majors as, like, we're not getting into Jonathan Majors as, like, his whole actor dilemma. We're not talking about that. Just setting up the character Kang, who already had set up, right? He was, like, basically the reason why Loki was good. Great, maybe. For, like, season one. <laughs> maybe. He, he was, like, the reason why it became good to great. Because of his performance in that show. And his performance was great in this movie. But <sighs> this was supposed to be our Thanos intro moment. You know? Like, our big... Like this is the first time we... Avenger runs with a big bad. And this movie sets up a really cool premise with the Ant-Man lore. This is also a trilogy ender, right? We just want, like, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, best MCU project. Mm. Why? Why is it the best project? Because it wrapped up a trilogy. It wrapped up the characters. You know what this movie did? It decided to set up this really interesting premise for the... It decided to set up a, a Cassie Lang. Or no, let's start. Scott Lang. Right? Hero. He's now like a hero in the spotlight. He's writing books. You know, like he's this, he's essentially like a figurehead without really being a hero anymore. That's fascinating. It's unique. Like we haven't, outside of like Tony Stark, we haven't really seen superheroes take the limelight for it. And so it's a, such a unique take. Um, the Wasp, I forget her. Hope? Yeah, Hope. Yep. She now runs her own business. Interesting. Cassie Lang. Instead of being a hero, she's being um, a protester. She's getting in trouble. She's getting arrested. She doesn't, her, she doesn't get along with her dad. There's been a huge time gap between her, you know, her being this cute, lovable kid who loves her dad to this angsty teenager who, like, disagrees with her dad. For reasons, like good reasons. You have Hank Pym, who's like this heavy, uh, this very like straightforward, strict dude going into retirement and loosening up a bit. You have Janet Van Dyne coming back from the quantum realm. You have all these characters dealing with all these things. And they, they say, you know what? After five minutes, fuck it. Let's just take them to the quantum realm. Kang, everybody. And that's... Like, it's just disappointing because they had a great Ant-Man trilogy, which would have, like, would have been a fine, good, it would have been a good film. But they decided to do, like, if they want to do Intro the Kang, maybe don't do Ant-Man. You know? Yeah, I, I get know. that. I do think, it's... but wait. Do you think Spider-Man, because I feel like Tom Holland Spider-Man has been, like, a cornerstone of the MCU through all oh, the yeah. stages, like right when it started to pick up, right at the peak, and then kind of now as it's died. Can Spider Man as a He's character and Tom Holland, Tom Holland, can they save the MCU with Spider Man? You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. right now, they mm -hmm. need, they need what I really do think they need to figure something out with Sony because, like, that is mm -hmm. who I feel like their next Tony Stark should be. If they're going to bring back the Avengers, got it. Like, and they could still yeah. set up for like Miles Morales to take over, which I do, mm -hmm. which 
I really, I'm going to backtrack really quickly. One thing I really wish we could would see with the Spider-Man in the Insomniac games is I really wish Miles from the Spider-Verse films was our Miles in those games because I really like his care. I don't. He's like okay in the games. I feel like, but that's another. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I'm very I like think, eh, it's. Eh. I will say the Miles Morales, like the Miles Morales who like is in the universe where Peter dies is far superior than the universe where like they share the role together. Yes. And not because I want Peter Parker to die. I just feel like it makes smiles more important. Whereas yep. like when he is, when they share a universe together, they're like, he's like sidelined almost. Yeah. That's kind of the problem is like, it's really hard to have there be two Spider-Man. The only thing I've heard is really cool about the second game is like the, protege mentor relationship they have yeah so but anyways we're getting off topic here but do you think <laughs> spider-man could save the mcu like, i yeah. here's the thing with that's a whole new episode well <laughs> i won't spend too long if i were kevin feige or if i were to replace kevin feige and i was the one in charge of like what movies were being made not a job i would want like I would probably say yes to it, but like I would be scared shitless for failing. Like I'm not dissing Kevin Feige for the job that he has whatsoever. But like, here's the plan of what I would do. I would rein in what movies are being made and rein in like the heroes that we have that can tell, that still have great stories to tell. Spider-Man being one of them. Mm. I would develop a trilogy and I would add in Daredevil. I would add in like the grounded New York people to fight Kingpin. Mm. I would focus on Doctor Strange and his stories entire. Like I would take the big pillars that we have characters that we have, and then tie in little characters from that instead of just like, hey, we're gonna make a Moon Knight show. Like, oh, cool, but it has nothing to do with the rest of the universe. Hey, we're gonna make Eternals movie that has nothing to do with the rest. Of- like, no, like. I'm going to bring these characters in through characters we already know and establish. Okay. And we're not going to oversaturate the market with like mediocre shows. We're going to tell great stories. Like we're not telling the story unless it's great. Okay. And so that's, I would rein it back a bit and focus on telling great stories rather than just telling stories because for sure. For sure. it's yeah. Like it, Marvel's feeling like comics but I think like the downside of like the comics aspect of it is it's like you have to shift to a lot of shit. Yeah. And that's kind of comic books. There's a lot of mid stuff. As the kids say it, mid. There's a lot <laughs> of mid comics. There's a lot of mid stories out there. And MCU is becoming mid. Yeah, they definitely need something to shock the system for sure. And DCU is also what has been like that for the last decade. It's yeah. been it'll be good for them. James Gunn will, I think, take them in a very positive direction. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I am so excited. Right. I think he'll bring a human element to it that they have been lacking. But anyways, let's, well, let's yeah. wrap. Let's final, wrap up a bit. Final discussion point for the night, Jacob. Yep. How do you feel this year was for nerds? Yeah. So I, I want to tell it in the frame of don't evolve me. And I kind of want to lead into like what's next for Don't Evolve Me too, because this is the wrap up show. This is the Don't Evolve Me wrap up show. Um, I enjoyed this year. I, I I did, and I feel like in some ways I'm disappointed in a lot of like I say I'm disappointed in the MCU. I'm disappointed in the DCEU, and DCU is now crumbling. 
and or is now basically dying, right? It's yeah, on its deathbed. I think that's probably the most appropriate. Yeah, um, MCU is crumbling. It looks like it's about. It, it it looks like we're getting to the end game, pun intended. Um, and you see it in these shows, and there's a lot of disappointment there. But I will say, and I'm looking at my list of like shows that get me excited. Right, Last of Us. That was such a great time, you know, reviewing that show with you. And I'm excited for season two. And that's probably going to be season three of our show when it comes out. Oh, but yeah. I'm excited for it. Um, Super Mario Bros. Reviewing that. Dungeons and Dragons. Like, those are some fun. Like, I didn't expect those movies to be great. Shows like Twisted Metal. When we did our video game adaption. Like, I watched that not thinking it was going to be good. And then being pleasantly surprised. Um, One Piece is another show that, like, I didn't expect to get into as much as I did. So, in ways, I'm disappointed in 2023 as a nerds, but there is some really good highlights that I want to point out. And also just the fact that, like, we did get delayed because of the writer's strike, and I'm happy that they won out, and I'm happy they got everything. It does suck from, like, my perspective that there isn't, like, anything more to... It delays reviewing, and season two is going to be interesting. Because I feel like there's going to be a lot less stuff to go through. I do have so, an idea for you. I'll message you about it after the show. You please do. So, yeah, 2023. I don't know where I'd rank it in the scale. I have no idea what I would rank it. But I think there's definitely some pleasant surprises. Video games. There's some great video games this year. Um, Tears of the Kingdom was great. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3. I'm like... I'm excited for when I finally can sit down and just enjoy the game. Thinking Christmas break. Um, Spider-Man 2, I'm excited for. Tears of the Kingdom was just a great game. Yeah. I think it was a fine year for nerds. And I thought it could have been a lot worse. Um, Things to look for 2025. I think that's... Or 2024. You're skiff of the year. (laughs) I am. You're just like, (laughs) I just want to play GTA 5, so we're not doing 2024. (laughs) I'm trying to think like 2024 when I'm looking into Deadpool 3 is definitely going to be one of those uh, um, movies that I'm going to be ramping up for. Um, Avatar comes out in February. That's a show that I am getting geared up. To, I think in January, I'm going to start rewatching oh, the that live action. Show. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have two people joining me for uh, weekly reviews. You feel free to join if you feel strongly for Avatar. I think I'm just going to just say remote. Everyone, we're just doing remote for some of these yeah. reviews. <laughs> um, you, like, what's the next step for Don't Evolve Me? 